Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 344. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. One, two. Mm, that one was hung, and this one is shot to right field. That one is towards the wall. It's over. The eyes, the cognition, and the bat speed is eighth grade coach said, that guy can play varsity for me right now. Leaves the yard. Dylan Cruz, 18th of the year, 5-0 Tigers. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay, taste like Kool-Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your Westy world with my base stuff. I know that it's good when you sit it on my taste plus. I get way too busy once you let me do the extras. Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Tell them be humble. Hold up. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmead Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a wide-open Wednesday, talking about everything in the sports world that is going on, which there are plenty of things that are happening, even though some people say, hey, it's a slow time of year. Well, that may be true. It is a little bit slower, but still plenty of things going on, like the College World Series, for instance. Right now, Florida holding on to a 2-1 lead over TCU in the top of the seventh inning with two outs. Florida's at bat. And so we're going to see how this one plays out. TCU has to win or they go home. And Florida, if they don't win, they get another shot at TCU to try to take care of business there too. But still, been a pretty interesting game because all the runs were scored in the first inning and nothing's been scored since. So good defensive battle going on. But we also know with football season being around the corner and knowing that SEC Media Days is going to be happening next week, there are a lot of things going on in college football for different schools in the SEC, but particularly the schools that Arkansas will be playing and facing off against in this year's schedule. And one of those teams, a unique team, because Arkansas has not faced them very often, or at least when they have, it's always been on the road, it feels like, are the Florida Gators. And they're coming off of the 6-6 and season, and Billy Napier in his second year, trying to recapture some of the momentum of the program itself that Florida has once seen. And it's going to be an interesting year for the Gators as well for the Razorbacks. In fact, some people may say that the game against the Gators might be the key one for Arkansas and Sam Pittman this year. So we'll talk about all of that going on as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And welcome in a friend of the show, Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com. And Andrew, as always, appreciate you joining us. It's been a while, man. How you been? Yeah, absolutely. Been good. How about you guys? And, you know, you say uh, it feels like uh, Arkansas is always coming to Florida. That's kind of how Florida thinks about Texas A&M. So uh, I, I think they, uh, the, both schools have a little bit of a gripe uh, with uh, Greg Stinky and the commissioner's office. Yeah, I, it seems like it. There, I guess it's like a balancing act that there's some teams are going to play at one place more than the other, it, it would seem. But uh, this one's uh, – we'll, we'll start with football. We'll get into baseball. But since we're talking a little bit of football – this one's a unique one because, you know, Napier, and I know you're, you're there and they're covering it, and you, and you know about it. He's been doing a great job in recruiting, especially here recently. But, you know, th- this past season wasn't exactly what the, the Florida Gator Nation expects. They expect a, a change and at least a going in the right direction and being a much better team this year. But what's the feel like for Florida this season and, and going into the year and the expectation that fans have for Billy Napier and his squad? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a weird one, you know. When you when you really look at it, it you know it, it kind of goes back to what it's been the last few years, and that is, what are you going to get out of the quarterback? And you know, you, you you everybody thinks about it, and they said, oh, Anthony Richardson was a top five pick. Yeah, he was, but uh, also remember he was very unreliable at times, very up and down at times, and uh, you know it, that was kind of the the story of, of last year and. 
You know, before that, it was the story of what was Emory Jones going to do. Well, now the story is, is can Graham Mertz or Jack Miller, one of those two guys, step up and be the guy um, for this team? Both of them are very inconsistent. Both, both of them have, you know, their own uh, ups and downs struggles. And, uh, you know, both of them transferred in for a reason, and that's because they weren't working out at their former program. Uh, can Billy Napier find a way to get them going? I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, if you go off kind of the spring game, it was pretty rough if you if you like offense. Uh, you know, defensively, they should be much better, but uh, they got to find a way to score some points this year as the offensive line is not going to be as good as it was last year where you're able to run the ball 25, 30 times a game. Florida's 2024 opponents, the SEC just announced the opponents for the not this season but the next season coming up where – Texas and OU are joining the conference, so when you look at Florida's opponents, what are your likes and dislikes about it? Yeah, I, I like going to Austin. I've never been, so, uh, you know, I, I like that. Um, go see uh, Florida play Texas. I think that's a good one. Um, you know, for Florida fans, the good news is you really only have two true road games. Is that uh, Georgia game is the, uh, is the neutral site game in Jacksonville. Um, but I, I like the fact that they still kept Tennessee on their schedule. They still kept LSU on their schedule and, and of course, kept Georgia on their schedule. You know, everyone kind of talks about those three games and, you know, should they be on the schedule every year? Maybe it makes it harder. I mean, it does make it harder, but uh, for me, covering Florida and, and, and watching Florida most of my life, you know, I, I don't know that it, there's a football schedule without Tennessee being on there or LSU being on there or Georgia being on there. Uh, when you think back to the good days for Florida, I mean, those were the games that were really good. I mean, there's been many of games that are memorable games in Tennessee. Uh, same with LSU, and, and the same with Georgia. I, I just, uh, I'm glad they kept that, and I hope that you know, in the future, they continue to keep those three games, uh, no matter what. Florida. Yeah, that was something where it got blown up and saying, oh, the amount of great teams that they play. But I guess when you're in a state like Florida and you have three big time programs, that they're going to end up playing each other a lot, and that's what makes. Uh, those rivalries so great, but also the recruiting so intense in there in Florida because there's a lot of high school talent, but a lot of other teams outside the state of Florida trying to get them as well as those teams in Florida. But it seems like, at least at this point in time, and I know you do a good job covering recruiting, that Billy Napier has been, been doing a really good job of beating out uh, not only the programs there in the state of Florida, but a lot of other SEC programs for some big-time players. Yeah, uh, seven commits since Saturday, and uh, they weren't just seven uh, nobodies. They were some pretty talented guys, including uh, the number one player in the state of Mississippi, Javante Waller, um, outside linebacker, defensive end type guy that a lot of the big programs wanted. Auburn was in contention, Ole Miss, Penn State, um, many other top programs were in contention, and Florida went in there and beat them out for him, and uh, Nazir Johnson was another big one that they beat out Georgia for. So, um, you know, Billy Napier getting the recruiting going. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that it's ever been an issue for him. But, you know, it was an issue of kind of closing in the last few years. Uh, obviously, last year he had he had some good ones. He was able to pull Jaden Rashada before the whole NIL mess happened. Um, and that was that, no fault of Billy Napier's. But Billy's been a very good recruiter overall. Now they're starting to win some of those battles against Georgia, against Alabama. And it kind of all starts at that quarterback spot as they have D.J. Lagway out of Texas committed who's one of the top five quarterbacks in the country. And anytime you can get an elite quarterback to commit, you know, a lot of guys like to follow that elite quarterback. And, and that's what it's been so far. This defensive class he's got is a really, really good one. They've got three of the top five best linebackers in the country committed already, and they're in on the fourth. Uh, one of the other uh, uh, top five uh, linebackers of Chris Jones are in on him as well. So uh, doing a good job defensively. They, they need to add some uh, linemen and offensive linemen to the class. They need to add um, some receivers to kind of give Lagway you know, some of those weapons there. But, uh, you know, when you look at it in June, it's a pretty good class for this uh, for Billy Napier and the Gators. Florida's always known for having good offensive linemen, and it seems like they have to replace multiple linemen every year. Had Osiris Torrance going in the second round of the NFL draft this year. Also, Javon Dexter on the defensive line. So, for a couple of those players, who uh, who are you looking at to replace some of the big names that went high in the NFL draft? Yeah, they they picked up a, a transfer in Micah from uh, Baylor, and you know he had a little bit of injuries in the spring. Uh, you know he's a guy that uh, finished in the top three as far as 
uh, grading out at the offensive line behind Osiris Torrance. And, um, you know, when you look at it, Micah should slide into that offensive guard uh, position as well if he's healthy as well. Um, Austin Barber is, uh, is going to be your right tackle. And, you know, is going to be a guy that I think, you know, that they're going to lean on a lot. And he was one of the, the better offensive linemen they had on the team last year. And he's a year ahead uh, or a year older now and, and is a little bit ahead of some of those other guys, a big physical guy that, you know, Rob Stale and Darnell Stapleton on that offensive line, they love about him. And Billy Napier likes running behind him as well. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, they're, they're going to need uh, – Princely uh, uh, to step up on that defensive end spot, and then inside they picked up a couple of uh, transfers, including Caleb Banks from Louisville. They're going to expect him, and you know if Desmond Watson, uh, the big cornerback defensive tackle, if he can you know get in better shape and, and really be able to play some downs, you know he's another really good defensive tackle there. Um, Florida's got some guys there; um, they got unproven depth there, and I think that's going to be the biggest question mark for them on both sides of the line: is how does their depth uh, kind of get experience, and, and once they get experience, what what are they like when they're having to you know go up against the Georgias of the country and the LSU's and those schools and against top notch players? How do they kind of develop and how do they perform? So, guys, speaking of offensive line in Florida, uh, Arkansas actually got a transfer from Florida and from the offensive line in Joshua Braun, which I uh, know people were excited about him and Sam Pittman's, of course, been singing his praises. Sam Pittman being a big offensive line guy, as we know. Uh, didn't play a whole lot last year, but did start in uh, pretty much half the games as a sophomore back in 2021. So it was kind of hit and miss, but what can you tell us about Joshua Braun? And uh, do you think it's uh, going to Arkansas maybe a place for him to, to settle in, be a starter, and be able to develop his game? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, Braun was committed to Pittman when he was at Georgia um, and then flipped to Florida uh, when Pittman took the job at Arkansas. And um, I know him and his dad are, you know, very big offensive linemen. He had a brother that played at Georgia Tech as well. And, um, you know, and I, I believe he transferred to Texas for his last year. Don't quote me on that. So, they're, you know, they're offensive linemen all around. And, you know, having a guy like Sam Pittman, I think, will be good for for Josh. He's the guy who, you know, loves him and, committed to him for two years while he was at Georgia. He was up and down and kind of struggled a little bit with the coaching staff, uh, transition a little bit, and, you know, never was really able to get some consistency, I, I guess is the best way to say it there. Uh, they moved him from guard to tackle. They moved him all around and had a different, you know, style of offensive line coaching from John Hevesy then to Bell and Stapleton. So I, I think that, you know, that's going to be a good thing for him to get with Pittman, somebody he's comfortable with, somebody he likes and, you know, is, is somebody that can get him into a routine there. You know, I think Braun can be a, an SEC starter and be a quality SEC starter. Now, is he an All-American? I don't know that he's an All-American, but, you know, there's a lot of good offensive linemen that are, you know, maybe all-conference all or just quality offensive linemen, and I think that's what he'll be for Sam Pittman. And I think he fits what Pittman like, um, you know, from what I know out of his offensive line. 2023 schedule starts off with a bang right away. Make the return trip to Utah this year. It was Florida, Utah, and the Swamp last year. Now you go to Utah. What are you uh, looking for to begin the season for the Gators? Yeah, I mean, whew, that's, a, that's a tough one. You know, it was tough for them when they came to the Swamp last year. It, you know, I think it'll be the same thing. You know, Cam Rising's health is going to be um, the, the major question. You know, everybody says, oh, he's going to be ready. But uh, that's a quick turnaround from an ACL injury. How ready is he? Um, again, I think the sport of defense is going to be improved over last year. Uh, Austin Armstrong, the new defense coordinator, likes to get after the quarterback a little bit. You know, what is Rising's, uh, you know, mobility at that quarterback spot for Utah? And, you know, and then having to travel on the road, you know, Graham Mertz is a guy who's, you know, from Wisconsin and played at Wisconsin. So that, that Utah is not going to be that big of a difference for him. But can he go in there against the Utah defense that is usually pretty good and usually pretty aggressive and compete? and, you know, be able to run the ball, but whenever they're shutting down the run, be able to hit some of those passes that Billy Napier is going to draw up for him. Uh, that's going to be the biggest thing for me is, is what is the health of Sam Rising and then how does uh, the quarterback play at Florida uh, kind of translate on the road in, in a game that, you know, you don't have that cupcake game to kind of get things going. It's right into, uh, you know, top 15, top 25 uh, program. Speaking of Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline, I got to ask you about this, and then again, since I know you're in recruiting, this Austin Simmons thing, man, like this is a crazy story. And I know Florida is a team that was really hot and heavy on him. And for those that 
uh, may not know his situation. He, he's, he's like going into his – he's skipping his junior and senior year due to some technicalities, and he is committed to Ole Miss out of the state of Florida. Uh, he's going to be enrolling early. Just tell us about this story and, and the connection to Florida and kind of what happened with that recruitment and why he's going to Ole Miss. Wild. I don't know if you've ever yeah, – I know I haven't seen a guy jump two classes. I mean, you know, obviously one is kind of, you know, getting to be a more of a norm, but two, whew, I mean – the one thing I will say about that is he is the the age of a of a twenty twenty four guy. So technically, he should be a junior, going to be a senior this coming year. But he was held back for uh, baseball because he's one of the top baseball players in the country in his class. And uh, was homeschooled, so he finished his uh, high school, and then he was already starting to take some college classes. And he committed to Florida back in March um, after Florida offered him. And then he kind of after that, he approached Florida with the idea that he could you know reclassify to the twenty twenty three class. Florida was all down for it. Again, they lost Rashada. They did sign a quarterback in the 2023 class. Um, they're they're kind of down in the uh, quarterback room. They needed another guy. They were like, okay, yeah, we like that idea. Well, then uh, right before he was supposed to enroll in June, he decides he's going to take an old Miss visit. He comes back, and uh, now he's you know going back and forth. He visits Florida for four days, tells Florida once again that he's going to enroll the following week. Never does. Then makes the big announcement he's going to Ole Miss. You know, a lot of uh, talk about the NIL deal that was offered at uh, Ole Miss was better than Florida. And, you know, if you listen to his dad, his dad was quoted in the newspaper as saying Florida's schedule was too hard and that they were all committed in D.J. Lagway, the 2024 quarterback, so they went elsewhere, which, you know, if you look at Ole Miss, they may have the deepest quarterback room in the, in the SEC, so that doesn't really make any sense. And then, guess what? Ole Miss is going to get a tough SEC schedule just like Florida. So um, I'm led to believe that that NIL was uh, a little bit bigger of a uh, story than uh, maybe the family wants to let on a little bit. Florida baseball, they are uh, in the eighth inning, and they have a chance to move on to the championship series with a win today. What's the win? What's the ride been like for Florida baseball this season with a chance to get to the championship series against uh, the winner of Wake Forest and LSU? Yeah, I mean, for the most part of the season, Florida's been really good. I mean, really consistent. They had a stretch where they got swept by South Carolina and was on a little bit of a, you know, tailspin a little bit. Uh, their closer, Brandon Kelly, was suspended for, for celebrating, which, you know, don't get me on that uh, topic. I don't know if we have long enough to discuss how um, crazy that uh, suspension was. But uh, So they were swept by South Carolina and went down a little bit. Then they turned around and swept Vanderbilt to get back into the uh, top of the SEC there. Uh, they go on to win the SEC uh, regular season. And um, ever since they got into the tournament, they lost game one. And then uh, they were they, they went on. And they, they were they went on a seven-game winning streak now. The pitching is really, really good. You know, when they when you look at Brandon Sprout, their Friday guy, and then uh, Hunter Waldrop, both of those guys are going to be, you know, top 25 to top 40 picks in the MLB draft. And those are your Friday-Saturday guys. And then you not to mention today in game three, you're, you're throwing a guy in Jack Cowlack who's one of the best two-way players in the country, with leading the, uh, the country with 31 home runs on the year. So this pitching staff's really good. I mean, Kevin O'Sullivan's been known for having great pitching staff, and he has one this year. And the lineup this year is really deep as well. And, and they're hitting on all cylinders right now. The offense has been struggling a little bit in Omaha, but the pitching has been pretty, uh, pretty good, and it, you know, it's winning so far today. Yeah, it's been crazy to think that there's a really great chance, assuming Florida holds on, and then if Wake Forest can at least win one of the games against LSU, that you're going to have the one-two national seeds in the College World Series Finals. I don't think that's ever happened, and if it has, it's been a long time. But uh, like, what do you make of that as far as the matchup? Would you think that you, as a Florida, would match up better with a Wake Forest or with a team like LSU that maybe they're more familiar with because they've been in the SEC? Big difference between that and uh, the uh, March Madness last year, where no yeah. number one seeds were there. So, uh, no, I, you know, I, I, I told this to, to several people. You know, I, I think Florida matches up obviously better with LSU. I don't think LSU is as deep pitching wise um, as Florida is, and um, I, I think they may be a little bit better hitting team than Florida when they're on. But uh, LSU's kind of struggling; they went up and down a little bit. Um, but Wake's going to be good. I mean, Wake's pitching Florida probably has the edge in pitching over Wake, but. Uh, those bats that wake, I mean, once they're nine on the end, that uh, batting order is something fearless. And uh, when you think about it, it should be a really, really good series. And uh, especially if both teams were able to win uh, today and have their uh, Friday night guy uh, go on Saturday and you would, you know, get a chance to match up one, two, and three and your starters 
uh, for those three games in the uh, College World Series Finals. I mean, that would be the best of both worlds for both. I mean, I know Florida would love to be able to throw Sprout in game uh, one and then turn around and throw uh, uh, Hunter or Waldrop in game two. That would be their best-case scenario, obviously. Uh, Rich gets thrown in the plan if they lose today to TCU. But, uh, again, I think Florida matches up okay with both. Uh, obviously, they'd love to see LSU uh, more so than Wake. But uh, I think Kevin O'Sullivan's pretty much up to the challenge for either one. All right. Well, hey, Andrew, I know it's going to be an interesting one with baseball keeping it going, which is pretty nice, I'm sure, there in Florida to, to have uh, something to pay attention to during the slower time of the year. But college football will be here before we know it. And SEC Media Days next month, which is amazing that it's already going to be here in Nashville, too. So should be an exciting time. But, hey, man, we appreciate you hopping on with us, talking some football, talking some baseball with the Gators. And I'm sure we'll be catching up with you once football season comes around and talking about that game down there in Gainesville between the Razorbacks and the Gators. All right, man? Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll see you guys in uh, Nashville and then uh, down in Gainesville. Actually, yeah, real quick before you go, uh, I'm going down to Gainesville this year. What's the one thing that I need to do? I've never been before. What's the one thing that I need to do while I'm in Gainesville? What's the one thing? Probably definitely go to the swamp to eat. Okay. Uh, that would be the thing. Uh, and then, you know, I tell everybody this. Gator Walk's a special play uh, before the before the game. If, if you can have the chance to go to Gator Walk and just see the fans, the fans are really, especially for SEC games, uh, th- those are the two that I would say that is, is best. I, I tell everybody to go to Gator Walk, and most people come back and say, yeah, that was pretty cool. All right, I'll put them in my notes, and uh, we'll make it happen there in November. Should be a great one. Andrew, have a great one, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care, buddy. All right. Again, Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We will take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll give you an update on the College World Series. We'll get into some other headlines and storylines that uh, we need to close up shop with. And, of course, get to uh, some of your phone calls and text messages. It's not the final segment. I made it sound like that, but it's not. We still got one more plus three and out after that. So we're going to keep it moving here in the third hour of Out of Bounds. And it's all coming up next. So stay with us. is presented by Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry. At Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry, they get their diamonds at the exact same place as the large national online retailers. But you pay less at Jones and Son. They have the quality selection and experience to make your jewelry shopping and purchase the way it should be. This is Sports Center. In Major League Baseball yesterday, the Cubs beat the Pirates 4 0 to push Pittsburgh's losing streak to eight in a row. The NL Central is a close race as the Reds lead the division at 39 and 35, with the Brewers being second at 38 and 35. The Cubs are now in third at 35 and 38. Then the Pirates are in fourth with 34 and 38, and the Cardinals are in last at 31 and 43. The Arkansas Travelers fell to the Wichita Wind Surge 12 to 4 yesterday. They'll be back in action again today at 7:05. Coverage for that game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. And in the latest mock draft by Bleacher Report this morning, Anthony Black is projected to go 6th overall to the Orlando Magic. They have Nick Smith Jr. going 21st overall to the Nets, Jordan Walsh going 27th overall to the Hornets, and Ricky Council the 4th going 53rd overall to the Timberwolves. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. The new lotto game from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is creating new traditions for our players, like Margaret from Conway. I always play 2004, 20, and 4. That's Mr. Biscuit's adoption year. When we win, I'm going to give him the life he always dreamed of. Isn't that right, Mr. Biscuit? Your numbers, your game. Play Lotto every Wednesday and Saturday for your chance to match six and get rich. Only two bucks per play. Call or text 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. It's Justin Acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to KaufmanLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your shopping online at KaufmanLumber.com. 
Guadney Chevrolet has redeployed. Deal Team 6. These guys didn't retire. They reloaded and declared it Truck Month without GM's blessing. Bite the bullet and get up to 7500 off select Silverados in stock with eligible trade. Trading a 2009 or newer? Stack the rebates. As high as 4250 on 2023 Silverado. Upgrade your family's personnel carrier to a 2023 Equinox with 2000 off in stock units. Why shop a mine? field of questionable used cars. Browse a huge selection of pristine pre-owned with Guadney's Deal Team 6 today. Guadney Chevrolet, the top gun of Arkansas's Chevy dealers. Coming from Little Rock? Avoid any traffic or construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main, then left on Bailey. To our front door, 1301 TP Drive. Call 501-982-2102. GuadneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offered with approved credit. See dealer for details. At the Stanley Wood Chevrolet and Scott Wood Chrysler dealerships in Batesville, Arkansas, we know that Arkansas high school and college baseball are as good as they've ever been. Just like our 2022 trucks, cars, and SUVs that are rolling into our Batesville location. Hustle over today and let our award-winning sales team at the Wood Family Dealerships help you find just what you're looking for. Or you can view our selection online at swood.com. Good luck this year to all of our Arkansas high school and college baseball teams around the natural state. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Arkansas Army National Guard. Aired by the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and this station. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol. More specifically, vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Because I was just going to sit around for a couple of hours in Jonesboro. I was going to drink all night long. On 103.7 The Buzz. Jeans that fit just right And the radio It's a wide open Wednesday Here on Out of Bounds, folks As we've been talking about all the great things Going on here in the world sports Just like the great things, though, that are going on At Guatney Chevrolet Where they have deployed their deal Team 6, $7,500 off On Silverado's in stock With 2009 or newer trade-in, as well as $2,000 off on in-stock 2023 Equinoxes. Those are new, new vehicles. Plus, rates on everything new as low as 6.99%. Nobody's offering these deals besides Guatney Chevrolet, and they got plenty of inventory to check out. So go and visit them. Just see it for yourself. Get on the lot. Check out from all the different makes and models, with trucks, SUVs, full-size vehicles. Do it that way. Also, go see the award-winning sales team. Get the service team once you buy your vehicle to go back, and they'll get you taken care of there. No matter what it is, Guadney Chevrolet has you covered. So visit them today. You can also check out everything online at GuadneyChevrolet.com because they have a great website that's very accessible and very easy to use. But it's just better to do it in person, right? Just do it that way. So go visit them online or in person. Guadney Chevrolet off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville, 1301 TPY Drive. It's Guadney Chevrolet and GuadneyChevrolet.com. Uh, appreciate Andrew Spivey joining us in the previous segment. And we said we'd give you a College World Series update. Well, how about this one? TCU has just tied the game on a double, an RBI double, as uh, Trey Richardson actually scored from second. He was able to steal for second from first, which made it all difference because it was a great hit by TCU to be able to tie the game. So now in the bottom of the eighth inning, it is tied up two. And now with two outs... Uh, they just hit a uh, TCU batter, 
And so now you have runners at first and second, and they're uh, in an issue there with four. So uh, coming down to the wire here in the final couple of innings, and TCU fans are pretty fired up for the comeback right here, and hopefully they can keep it going. They bet in the bottom of the inning, so that's something that can work in their favor. But once again, they have runners on base. It's a matter of getting them in. They have tied the game, but... They've left several runners on base throughout this game. Yeah, it could be a lot worse than what it is. And not saying Ford is lucky or anything, that it's not worse than what it is because they've been making the plays. But uh, there's, they've shown that they have all that potential of getting on base and scoring and all of that. And I think maybe I jinxed them indirectly. And when I'm saying jinxing, talk about Florida. Because I, it started making me wonder, all right, okay, if the score stayed at 2-1, to one, and that's how TCU got eliminated from the College World Series. I was going to say, all right, how many runs did they score against Arkansas in those two games in Fayetteville? Well, they scored 32. And I was going to compare it. I'm like, okay, so since that point, what, what, what have they been doing? And now, I guess uh, we'll see how it plays out because, again, it's not going to stay at that. I guess they could only score two runs total. But they gave up 32 runs to TCU in two games in Fayetteville. And since that point in time, they've scored 26 runs. And that's in six games. They had two games with 32 runs against Arkansas, and then since then, six games with 26 runs. So if that just doesn't go to show you that uh, that was a, a regional to remember on the offensive side of the things uh, with uh, TCU and Fayetteville, then I don't know what does, because they, they were getting it going. But it also shows, like in this game right here, they have the capability of getting guys on base and scoring and having the, all the guys who are hitting over 200, in some cases over 300, uh, these are the types of moments that uh, kind of tells you that, hey, this is a team that can beat you. There's no lead that is safe when it comes to what TCU's been doing. The offense has been rolling for them, but the surprise has been their pitching and how they've been able to pitch really effectively since they've been in the postseason and get through some of these games. Yeah, the uh, the biggest uh, blowout that they had was when they beat Oral Roberts, actually, last game 6-1 to one yesterday. But uh, Indiana State was 4-1, then 6-4. And then you also had uh, Oral Roberts go to... 5-6, and then 4-3 uh, over Virginia in that game, too. So it's been pretty close, pretty lower scoring, but Florida was just able to get a strikeout and get out of the inning. So now we head to the ninth inning, tied at two, with TCU season on the line. And uh, we'll see if the Gators can respond and uh, and make that a game. I'm telling you, it just continues to be great. I don't know, like, do am I rooting for anybody? I don't know. I don't. I don't think I care in this game. Like, I want Wake Forest to win over LSU because I don't like LSU, but I don't have a problem with Florida. So, I don't know. TCU, uh, Florida, whoever wins, just whatever gives you the best games and the best matchups there in the College World Series Finals. That's what I'm going to root for. Yeah, down to the last four teams, it it doesn't matter no. at this point. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, let's see. We uh, had a few people that have actually been tweeting at us when we were talking about uh, the College World Series and and everything. This comes from uh, Matt, actually. He says, guys, appreciate the updates you give on the College World Series. I'm not able to watch the games because I am driving. Well, hopefully you're not tweeting and driving, Matt. That would be bad. But uh, he also goes in to say, I think that this has been one of the best College World Series game by game I've ever watched. But with the four teams left, do you guys have a preference on who you think wins? Or is it just whatever for you because I don't really care? Who you think and who you want, that's two different things. But uh, thinking Wake Forest with the way they've looked so far and number one overall seed, they seem to play a complete game on on all sides of it, whether they're pitching, defending, hitting. They seem like a complete team. Yeah, I – I think that as far as who I think's going to win, Wake Forest is is the one I'm going to pick, and who I want to win also might be Wake Forest. <laughs> like it might be the same team for me. When it comes to want to, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like I I, I I'm rooting for the Wake Forest team because I, I I know that they are a, a new kid on the block, if you will, when it comes to where they're at and, and a program that hasn't been to a whole lot of College World Series, and and being in this position and being the best team, it doesn't happen. Very often, but uh, I think it'd be a kind of a cool story for them. So I'd probably be rooting for them overall. In fact, uh, Nick says on our text line, he says, I'm pulling for whoever beats LSU. So uh, <laughs> you, that probably is how a lot of Razor Rack fans are feeling about it. Uh, I, I would think. Because, listen, L- LSU, there's there's just always going to be animosity, no matter what the sport is, when it comes from Razor Rack fans and dealing with uh, how they view the LSU Tigers, too. Uh, let's see. There was also uh, a few other... Uh, 
things and uh oh yeah so did you see the thing with kendrick perkins and he fell for uh, a tw- uh, a fake tweet and i i like I, I like kendrick perkins in the way that i find him humorous but uh, kendrick perkins was uh referring to a twitter meme that was going around on social media uh jonathan kamunga who Kaminga. Uh, Kaminga. Yeah, jonathan kamunga plays Kaminga. for the warriors yeah he's six seven and there was this, uh, we call it rumor, report, or whatever, but it's going around on social media that he uh, grew to 7-2 over the summer. And just just randomly. And Perk fell for that and one. And he fell for it. He, he talked about it on the air. And it was just like, dude. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to find the audio, but there wasn't any good audio to find except for someone taking it with their camera. But uh, he, he was just like, He man. has to know that every reporter in the Bay Area would be all over that. Every sports outlet would be all over that. It wouldn't just come from one source if that was the case. It'd be national news if somebody, and especially in the professional in the NBA, grew by over half a foot in a summer. Like that, that would be tremendous news, crazy news. Because I saw people doing it with like Hunter Dickinson. They're like, "Oh, he's actually seven six now that he got to campus," and it's like, and it was amazing because I saw some people, legitimate Twitter uh, follows, like get people with the blue checks that were actually the blue checks retweeting it and falling for it. I'm like, don't you think you want to ask a question first before you just assume that it's true that somebody grew seven inches in a month and a month and a half? Like, don't you think that's something you may like, you know what? Let me double check on this before I end up believing it. But some people, I guess, just whatever they see, they're like, oh, that's a good story. Let's talk about that. Let's bring it up. And they fell for it hook, line, and sinker. But Kendrick Perkins was one of them. Yeah, because uh, I don't know why that became a meme, and I don't know why that became a thing. Who knows why it's on social media? But that was just something that cracked me up. So, uh, also from the four seven nine text line says, "Who's Navy Mike want to win?" Because he's always right. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't remember who he said. Was it Florida and Wake Forest? Was that was those the two teams? I think Florida was one of the ones he picked. Uh, uh yeah, something like that. I can't remember. Uh, doesn't matter. I'm sure we'll hear from him. Whoever ends, if one of his teams that he did pick ends up winning. Because uh, they'll be uh, for sure calling in there too. Uh, also, uh, I thought this was a funny clip from Anthony Black. Speaking of the NBA draft and it coming up, uh, this was actually from the uh, from Bleacher Report, and uh, he just answered a few uh, quick questions here uh, from people on social media and on Instagram and everything. And he talked about fashion. He had a really funny comment from that. Take a listen. What's up? I'm Anthony Black, and I'm gonna answer some of your questions with some help from Google. Let's see what you got. I like jewelry. Let's you express yourself, depending on what design you get. This is my custom chain. Everybody calls me AB, so I got that. When I was looking for this, I seen a lot of different fonts, some cursive stuff, smaller black letters, but I just want to keep it simple, especially for my first one. This is the one I ended up going with. I want to keep trying to find unique styles that not a lot of people have. Too many chains is anything more than three. At that point, probably covering up some of your chains. Sneakers with a I'd rather get some sneakers. That kind of can be just shoes. End of year two, I'll be in top 20. That's where you just got to start climbing and finding new stuff. Definitely top 20 by year three. I think my draft night style will stand out. It's going to be fun wearing my suit, having it all fitted up. It's going to be cool. If you want to see my whole draft fit, I guess you will just have to watch and see. So uh, for those of you that may not have caught it, he says that when it was coming to his fashion, he just, he's definitely saying he's going to be in the top 20 by year three when it comes to the most fashioned NBA players because uh, apparently he's big on the the jewelry the the chains and also the the different shoes that go with the outfit so just talking a little bit about his fashion and i feel like that's an important thing if you're an nba superstar that's saying that you have to have it but anytime you see the, the on nba on tnt and they're filming whoever walking in for their game that night they're always going to have some uh some really good looking outfits or some ones that make you raise your eyebrows and question things so you got to have some got to have some sort of style kyle kuzma who is now a free agent just opted out of his uh his contract with the player option for the last year he's one of the the people that he's always highlighted as far as his style because he wears some clothes that are really out there so that's kind of what it takes is wearing something that's out of the norm and so if anthony black is already planning on being in the top 20 it's we're going to see some things that are kind of out there as far as the outfits. Yeah, because what was it with, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, was it, I know Charles Barkley rips a lot of people, but he roasted, it was either James Harden or Russell Westbrook uh, for one of their outfits that they was wearing. and this Probably both of them. Yeah, because they do wear some out there stuff both of them have. And I always loved his comment about, hey, if they was making the money that uh, they're making today, I'd be coming to games in a spaceship because of what they do with their style and with the money that they have. But either way, we got three and out coming up next year on Out of Bounds, so stay with us. 
AAA Trophy Mart is Central Arkansas's awards superstore. Come get fast, friendly service and see our beautiful and spacious showroom. Safely located at 9914 Interstate 30. Easy in, easy out. Or shop online at AAATrophyMart.net. That's AAA Trophy Mart. We will save you money. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton in their summertime auto loan special. Interest rates as low as 2.49%, no payments for 90 days or 84 months financing. Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models, or you can refinance your current auto loan. Apply securely online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Honey, look, I just used AI to create this painting. That's great, but it can't go car shopping for us. Let's try it. Best deals on cars near me. The best deals near you are at Quaddy Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. What's it doing? Oh, no. Must terminate COVID era loans and leases. And don't wait for AI to go haywire because it's already here. This month, Watney Buick GMC is terminating loans and leases made during the COVID era and resetting their pricing with rebates, dealer discounts, and trade assistance. Call 501-945-4444 or see GuatneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Get to Guadney Buick and your current loan or lease will be terminated, terminated, terminated. Guadney for Buick, Guadney for GMC, Guadney for Life. Listen for Champs and Chumps Friday during the Zone, brought to you by Everbowl, providing Kraft Superfoods, acai bowls, and smoothies that fuel you for an active, unevolved, and healthy lifestyle. Located at the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in West Woodrock, next to Santo Coyote. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. <laughs> hey folks, Wild Bill here with Magic Market Motorsports Authority in Hot Springs and Russellville. Folks, we're kicking off our third annual Sizzling Summer Sell-Off, and my goodness do we have the inventory. That's right, Bill. We've got the best inventory we've ever had. Not going to last long. Terrains, rogues, forerunners, pilots, escapes. And don't forget, we say yes. Come see us. We've got plenty of financing options for you to get you in the vehicle of your dreams. And if you can't make it to one of our locations, you can always visit us online at MSA store.com. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought, I am way too young for this. At QC Kinetics Hair Restoration, we see men and women of all ages struggling with hair loss. And for Nick, it began when he was just 32 years old. I didn't really think about it too much until last spring when I got sunburn on my scalp and, I don't know, it wasn't really that hot out. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments, all natural biologics to reignite hair growth without surgery. And the results are amazing. I felt like I was hopeful, right? But then after the first few treatments, I already started to notice a difference. It just felt real. So I was just more excited to continue the process. Real results without invasive surgery. And as for Nick's wife... She loves it. I got my hair back in my early 30s. I want to look my age, and now I do. Schedule your free hair restoration consultation today with QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we're going to dive into and... Honestly, uh, this is getting intense right now with uh, Florida and TCU tied at two. 
Runner at third for Florida with two outs. And it's uh, man, it's getting dicey, but the, the hitter's already uh, in the hole 0-2. So uh, we'll let you know if uh, if TCU's able to get out of this one. But, man, this is, this is just on the edge of your seat every single pitch. You're holding your breath. If you're a TCU fan or a Florida fan, it's very intense. And, uh, yeah, so we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, let's see. So a few things that have been uh, going on. This whole thing with the, the the people in the submarine or the sub-missile, whatever it's called, and uh, that's got stuck. Apparently they've heard some bangings in the ocean that think that it might be them. And apparently there's just a lot of drama surrounding it. It kind of reminds me of the story of uh, everything that's happened when it comes to major like 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 the like Harambe for instance like it is just something that captures everybody's attention randomly and everyone's interested in how it all goes but uh yeah it's just been a wild thing and I've been following it pretty closely and uh, still a scary thing haven't found them yet but hopefully they have some signs of it and by the way Florida just scored on a single there they're up three to two two outs and the top of the ninth inning so I guess we'll uh, keep it going and see if uh See, by the time the end of the show, we'll at least know uh, what the bottom of the ninth looks like. Venus Williams has received a wild card to participate in Wimbledon, so she'll be making her 24th appearance in Wimbledon once it gets started next month. So it's good to see her still playing competitive tennis. So, uh, listen, with the College World Series, speaking of, I always thought it was the rule. If, if you're going up there for a foul ball and you're an adult, like how much pressure is there on you to actually catch it? Like If you don't have a glove, like in your hands. Because I feel like if you don't catch a foul ball in your hands, there's no shame in that. Because it's like, I mean, how often are you catching a pop-up foul ball, baseball, in your hands in the stands at a sporting event? But in the College World Series, just uh, actually during this game, there's a foul ball that hit, and a dad was rolling up and trying to get it. But instead, it hits him right in the chest. Like, it goes through his hands, into his chest, bounces off. And not only that, but as he was going for it, he literally fell on a kid. And just quite crush the kid in the in his seat. Now everyone's fine; it's nothing serious. But it's just one of those deals. Like, dude, if you're gonna go and get that foul ball, not only do you need to try to kind of catch or at least let it hit your hand instead of hitting you in the chest, but don't jump in front of a kid and then when he's sitting there eating his ice cream, like fall on him because you couldn't catch the foul ball. I'm telling you, people just need to have these unwritten rules. I don't think about sports, but they need to have unwritten rules when it comes to the spectators in the stands and some of the things that they need to be expected to do. Victor Wimbanyama, he's made it to the states and he'll be. Getting drafted number one overall by the Spurs tomorrow night for the NBA draft. He threw out the first pitch before the Yankees-Mariners game, and the ball was a bit outside, but we know he's a basketball player. Probably hasn't played much baseball, but the baseball looked like a golf ball in his hand. So imagine for the average hand, if you're holding a golf ball, that's what the baseball looked like in his hand. Uh, also, if you're uh, interested in getting a new job, folks, there's a great job listing that I'm sure you could be qualified for if you really put your mind to it. But there's a billionaire in the United Kingdom who's hiring a live-in dog nanny to take care of the family's two dogs. Doesn't seem too bad, right? You can even apply online. But here's the kicker. It pays $127,000 a year. $127,000 a year. Now, you've had to move to the United Kingdom and be cool traveling on the world and on their dime every so often, but hundreds of people have already applied, and it's on a fancy website called Fairfax and Kingsington. So if you're interested in doing that for 127 k they're looking for somebody over there in the United Kingdom to make it happen. LSU baseball, we know they're in the College World Series still, but LSU fans have officially broken the record for jello shots at Rocco's Pizza. It was 18,777 last year by Ole Miss. They've taken it to... Over 22,000, and the College World Series is still going on. Now, we'll see if they continue on after today, but that record is, is already established, and we'll see how many more Jello shots they buy. But it's a big thanks to Todd Graves, who's the founder of Raising Canes. He bought 6,000 Jello shots. He spent $30,000 on them. Well, it goes to a good cause, as we know, but that's the thing people got to remember about those Jello shots and the, comment- and the competition there, Rocco's. It's not having 27,000 different people buying different shots. It's usually something like that. A big business owner, uh, a big moneymaker walks in, buys a bunch of them, and hands them out. So that's why it's like, hey, if you want to have a good time with Jello shots, just hang out there at Rocco's because odds are you're going to get plenty of free ones that are just getting handed out to everybody. 
And I guess I got to start understanding AI because I keep seeing these articles about AI, artificial intelligence, and the the robots that are coming in, and some people are scared about them. I'm like, okay, whatever. But then I see more and more stories about. It. We talked about a radio show host essentially being replaced yesterday. Well, this is now a new one too, where robots can pick songs that will become popular and not with 97% accuracy. Researchers at the Graduate University in California of Claremont said that their newest AI can predict whether the song will be a hit or not. With previous attempts, it's been about 50% or 69%, but this time it's actually 97%, and they have done it over the past couple of years, grading out all the new songs that come out, and they are able to decide which ones end up being popular on the radio and being popular downloaded, and they've done it with 97% accuracy. So it seems like this whole AI thing is here to stay, and it doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon. U.S. Women's National Team is going to be participating in the Women's World Cup, and it starts July 20th. It's going to be in Australia and New Zealand. They have their 23-player roster. Familiar names on there are Alex Morgan and Megan Rapino, who are on the team for the fourth time in their careers, participating in their fourth World Cup. 14 players are making their debuts, and then Julie Ertz is on for the third time. So, got a few, a few familiar names, but... 14 players making their debut for the Women's World Cup. So uh, this is a pretty interesting thing that we always bring up with OnlyFans and the amount of people or amount of money that people do make. Uh, but Denise Richards, who of course used to be married to Charlie Sheen, played in a few movies and television shows and whatnot. Uh, she has been on OnlyFans for quite some time, and she let everybody know that she is making over 200 or two million dollars per month, and it's just uh, incredible. As uh, excuse me, eighty thousand dollars per month, over two million dollars per year, and people are wondering how is this happening? What, what, what's going on with this thing? Well, she just continues to grow it, and she doesn't have any explicit content, and so I just laugh about that. I'm like, how is it that she's making more money per month on all of that than probably she made in any of the other movies where she actually had explicit content? Makes no sense. But power to her. So it's just I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand why people put so much money into that and why she's making so much money. Especially when it's just like stuff that is less risque than what she's had in some of her movies and shows. Mick Jagger and his girlfriend have put their Florida home on the market for three and a half mil. They bought it in 2020 for 1.9 mil, so they're going to make a nice profit on it. It's a 5,700 square foot house. There is a uh, man that is suing a gym in California who is 17 years old, so I should call him a kid. But anyways, he was kicked out of the gym for gazing at women while they were working out. The only problem was the kid was blind. There's no way he could be gazing. He tried to tell them that. They didn't care. They kicked him out anyways, and now he is suing them. Yeah, he had a a pilot on HBO that was rejected years ago in 2007, but it's been leaked online, so you can find the content, and it's called A Little Inappropriate you want to check out the pilot that was rejected on HBO, but now you can still see the content. And perfect timing because Florida just beat TCU, and they are moving on to the College World Series Finals 3-2. to two. Appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan. Townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Jeremiah Matthews in Little Rock, Justin 